This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stressors, both big and small. Sometimes the small stressors are the worst for me because I cannot stop thinking about them when I'm trying to sleep or when I'm trying to go about my day. I keep those little things bottled up and it can start to affect me negatively. Now, therapy is a safe space to get those things off of my chest and figure out how to work through all that stuff. And if you've never benefited from therapy, I think it's time you explore. I think anyone can be helped by going to a professional therapist. It's so incredibly helpful to get those coping skills skills and uh, deal with those stressors. So uh, if you're thinking of starting therapy, you can give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be super convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you got to do is fill out this quick, brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, which I think is so important. Uh, so that way you find someone that you work well with. Now, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Everything Iconic today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Everything Iconic. is linked to a guy named Scott Disick. So there's something to it. Yes. Oh. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. Today on the show, we're going to be recapping this week's The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. But before we do, we got to talk about that Halloween trailer because Kyle, the Splits Richards, appears in the new Halloween movie trailer with Jamie Lee Curtis. Of course, my queen icon legend Judy Greer is also in the film. I'm very excited. You know, I'm give and take with scary movies, but the Halloween franchise, I'm all in like Teddy Mellencamp. And to be honest with you, I'm seeing a lot of people online say, Kyle, the Splits Richards is barely in the trailer. But I see Kyle quite a bit, especially for a scary movie trailer. Kyle, the Splits Richards is like the whole end of the trailer. We see her up against the wall with Michael Myers. You guys, it looks intense. It looks good. And it looks to me like Kyle... Uh, I don't know why I keep calling her Kyle the Splits Richards, but maybe that's her new nickname. Uh, Kyle the Splits Richards seems like she's going to be in the movie a lot. We see the bangs that she prepped us for. Uh, you know, she told us uh, the bangs were all because of Halloween. The new nose is because of the Halloween movie. And we finally get to see it in action. You guys, I think it looks fantastic. And I'm proud of our girl. I am proud of her for getting in these movies. I want more Housewives to be in more feature films. I'd like to see Garcelle in some more feature films because she's always done great acting work. Kim uh, Kim Richards, Kim sprays deodorizer in her mouth. I'd like to see her in some more feature films because her acting is always great. I want to see them doing more. I want, And I'm just so proud of Kyle. And it, uh, to me, at least, it looks like she's in the movie quite a bit. I don't think that uh, the movie is going to be lacking Kyle's bangs. And I hope she does the splits, too. I hope Kyle, the splits Richards, finds some way. Maybe Michael Myers is chasing her down the road and she, like, does the splits to get away from him or something like, you know, like he'll have the knife or whatever. He has a knife, right? Those movies. Yeah. He takes the knife and he goes to like splice her and he misses her because she like gets down in the splits. And so the knife goes like right over her head. That's what I imagine. Like a great scene would be in the new Halloween movie. (laughs) Just Kyle, just doing the splits to get away from that psycho murderer. I'd watch that. I'd watch that. And you know, I love my Jamie Lee Curtis. I mean, she is everything to me and Judy Greer, you guys, I can't wait. And do we know if Kyle's in the next one? Because they filmed two back-to-back, so I wonder, is Kyle the Splits Richards, and does she make it out alive in this in this second one? I don't know. TBD, unclear. We'll have to go to bravotv.com for more information. But until then, you guys just know that I'm excited. Uh, I want to talk about uh, this week's Real Houses Beverly Hills, but 
Uh, one more thing before we get into the meat of the episode. I just want to say that I had mentioned earlier on the podcast this week that I will not have a new episode on the main feed next week. I will be off for the holiday. So uh, I will be trying to get a new Patreon episode up. I'll do my best. I do one Patreon episode a month. So my goal next week is to get that up. I'm recapping Sex in the City over there, which is really fun. So, But there will not be a main episode on the uh, main Everything Iconic feed because I need a little break, a little vacation. It won't be much time, though, so don't fret, little bear. I'll be back in a week. Just uh, enjoy my time off. And I know some of you might out there be, might be saying that I leave when you need me the most. Does he leave when you need him the most? You guys, I added that. I added that to the soundboard. That's AJ McLean. Uh, silky smooth, angel-voiced AJ McLean from the Backstreet Boys. And if you listen to the Roni recap earlier this week, you'll know that I was, I've been playing that a lot. And I, I added it to the soundboard. And I'm sorry to everyone whose uh, heads I got that little earworm in, because it's been in mine for a week. So uh, anyway, I will leave next week uh, off the main feed of the podcast. You won't get new episodes. And maybe it's when you need me the most. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's a... Does it leave? Okay, anyway, I'm sorry. I don't mean to sing on this show. Uh, okay, so Real House of Beverly Hills, uh, we open on Kyle and Crystal. They're collecting toys. It's Christmassy time. I like seeing all the Christmas stuff. You know, I love my Christmas. Deck the halls. I love to don me some gay apparel, and I do that all year round, especially during Pride Month, but particularly when it's Christmas time. Um, so I was happy to see Kyle, I think, was wearing like reindeer antlers or something. I'm not sure. I was excited, though. Uh, Kyle does feel sick. They're collecting the toys. She feels sick because she ate too many dumplings. Who among us hasn't? A time or two, eaten a little too much and eaten. And she had too many dumplings. They showed a montage of her just shoving them in her mouth. And I appreciate that montage because last week on the show, we talked about those salads that was just wet lettuce. And so I was happy to see that Kyle at least enjoyed the dumplings at that party. It was a good time to have some dumplings. So good for you. Uh, then we cut to Dreet. We're doing like sort of a montage of all the women. We cut to Dreet. She's sitting with PK and she's like, what's going on, love bug? She was like, it was a very aggressive accent from Dorit that time. And we got to talk about how Kathy called her the English woman later in the episode. But in this scene, she's sitting down with PK, and it was just so funny to me. She, What's going on, love bug? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if it just hit me hard, I, or maybe it's like the lack of Dorit in these episodes. But it really made me laugh, and I feel like that's going to be stuck in my head for the next two weeks, too. What's going on, love bug? It made me want her to be in a Herbie the Love Bug movie, just the way she said bug. Love bug? I don't know. You guys, I loved it. Loved it. I don't even know what they were talking They were talking about a vacation. He's going out of town or something. I didn't care. What's going on, love bug? Then we cut to Rinna, who's with Project Angel Food, which is a fantastic charity if you want to donate to a charity. Project Angel Food. Look it up. And Rinna's been doing work with them. We salute that. She's been doing work with them for a while. I think she was uh, representing them on when she did that Celebrity Apprentice. Like, I think she's worked with them a lot, I'm pretty sure. So good for that. It's a great organization. Project Angel Food. Look it up. Then we see Erica. She's getting picked up by Sutton in the new car. Sutton says it's her midlife crisis divorcee car. And Erica says, is that what I'm doing now? And she says, if I got a Bentley out of this divorce, I'd thank God. So we're getting a lot of little Erica sound bites now. A lot, although I was sort of pissed that they made us try to be sympathetic towards Erica when she was shopping for Christmas merch. Did anyone feel that way? Like she, she went to the Christmas store, which I love, and she's like, I don't have any of my Christmas stuff, and that makes me sad. And now I'm in, she said something about like her little apartment, and I was thinking, really? Like, 
It's a, it's got a shoe palace. We talked about that last week. Her new apartment's got a shoe palace. So uh, anyway, um, but Sutton rented out a spa and she gave Erica a care package that she said was like her divorce kit. It had pop chips. It had cookies, essential oils, Dom Perignon. I honestly would like this divorce kit too, Sutton. I mean, I'm not getting divorced, but somebody sent me that divorce kit because it looked like a nice little PR package. Sutton, I don't know. Maybe you need to put those together. Um, but she does say, uh, Erica says, I have moments I feel good and moments I feel lost in regards to the divorce. And she said, I know who Tom is and how mean and utterly demissive, dismissive he can be. And then they show that one clip of him being an asshole with LVP in the, um, that, um, Ken, what's his name? How did I forget Ken's name? <laughs> I was going to say that that man that walked around with the dog. Ken, um, they showed that scene with Tommy Two-Tones being really rude to Erica. And they showed that before. And uh, they're really, again, making Erica out to be very sympathetic. Um, but I love this whole spa idea, you guys. I just went to the spa for the first time, I think, like a week ago. And I went to the new Milk and Honey in Brentwood. This is not an ad, but if you're in Brentwood or in the Los Angeles area, it's a great spa. One of the greatest massages I've had. I love them. Milk, it just opened. Um, and it was so fantastic because it was the first like spa area I've been to for, I don't know, two years since COVID. So it was so nice to just like put on a cozy robe and go for an hour massage. I wish I could have been there all day. You know, I like a, I like a 60 minute massage. What I hate is when the spas have the 50 minute. I hate that, you guys. I know it's not a huge deal, but to me, uh, it is really a deal breaker. I don't like, if I'm paying that much for a massage, at least give me those extra 10 minutes to make it a full roundup hour. Don't you hate when you go to some of these places and they're like charging an arm and a leg and they only want to give you 50 minutes? Give me 60 minutes or nothing at all. Or 90. 90 is great too, but I hate when it's 50 or 80. You guys know what I mean. I know these are like stupid problems to have, you know, first world, uh, you know, issues. But I do feel that way. Uh, then we cut to Crystal. Crystal is doing kickboxing. And I just want to point out one thing here. There was a picture of her and Rob in flapper costumes. What the fuck? I thought, what is going on? They, the camera real quickly pan past just Rob, the husband, who's the director of The Lion King, and Crystal in a flapper costume. And I thought... I thought, was she at the flapper party? Was she at one of the flapper parties in the Real House of Beverly Hills that we've seen time and time again on this show? Or was this a different flapper party? I mean, who knows? Who's to tell? Because Beverly Hills, there's a flapper party every five seconds. You know, every uh, every minute of the day, somebody's inviting someone uh, for a flapper costume party. And so, I don't know, they took pictures, they got it hanging up in the house. Crystal's doing the kickboxing. We meet Zoe a little bit more. Zoe comes to work out. Uh, with Crystal, but she doesn't want to actually work out. She just wants to disrupt the workout. And Crystal throws the daughter off to the nanny, and Zoe's not having it. She's pissed. She says, you all are stupid, and I want to get to know this Zoe. I like her. She seems great. I want to get to know Zoe. More Zoe is what I'm trying to say. More Zoe. Then we cut to Erica in her natural habitat, the cryotherapy chamber, and uh, she says, I'm good at it. I'm cold. I'm a cold person. And we're doing a lot of cold work, right? And then immediately they go over to the sauna. Sutton asks if Erica is mad at Tom for not seeing her on the Broadway. Remember, she was patting the puss in Chicago on Broadway. And Erica says she was upset. And remember, I was thinking back, remember when she said he didn't read the book? Do you remember that? Erica came out with a book 
And I think it was on Watch What Happens Live, maybe the reunion or something, Erica Jane said he did not read her book. And she sort of defended it as she did on the reunion last season when she was defending how Tom couldn't make it to see her on Broadway uh, because of COVID. She said he was going to come, but then it was COVID. And I thought, you know what? Uh, he didn't come to see her when he, uh, she needed him the most. Does he Tommy Tutons. Did he leave? Yeah, he didn't. He didn't show up to see her pat the puss on Broadway, and she's upset about that. And then uh, Erica says her marriage was different than the other women. And I will just point out that I do believe Erica must have known that going into the marriage that it was going to be, she was giving up certain things to get other things. And that's not me defending Tommy Tutons, because believe me, I don't like that man. I do not care for him, and I don't like the way that he would dismiss this woman in that scene that we saw with LVP. Uh, obviously, he's a horrible human being. So, allegedly. Allegedly. Uh, but I do think that you must know going into relationships like that. I mean, I know this whole episode was all about like these relationships with people who are much different ages, and sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. But I do think when you have an age gap of 20 plus years, then you do have to realize like there are going to be both differences in how you were both raised culturally as well as um, just differences in how the relationship works, if that makes any sense. Anyway, then uh, Erica does say that Sutton is one of the most kind-hearted people she knows. And you guys, that gave me goosebumps, because we know in that trailer, Sutton and Erica really get into it. And so I'm so excited, like, what does this mean for the relationship? Because it seems like they're very much getting along. And now we know uh, this is going to be good. It's going to be good. So then... We cut to our Garcelle. She's hosting the talk show from home, The Real. Someone's there cooking fried cauliflower. And apparently Kyle the fish died. They did one of those memorials that Bravo likes to do with the pets. You know, they love to do that. Those editors, they love, they love to do that, don't they? We've seen on Vanderpump Rules, remember the lizard, Tom Schwartz's lizard died. I mean, they don't think anything's funnier. Nothing. They, I mean, it's like, I just imagine, uh, you know, someone behind the editing bay, like putting up the memorial for one of those like insignificant pets and then, uh, you know, cracking up, crack, putting up the sad music, doing a whole memorial for the pet. You know, they love that. They don't think anything's funnier. They don't. Cause I've seen it too many times on these shows that, you know, they really think they're doing something. And you know what? Good for them. Uh, we love those Bravo editors. We certainly do. However, um, you know, you guys know what I'm saying. You guys can read my mind. Sometimes I don't think I have to say something. Sometimes you guys know what I'm saying. You get it. <laughs> you get it. Anyway, Garcelle did hire some help for the house. One of the kids, though, it made me laugh, was eating a Tatina's pizza. Now, I got to tell this story really quick. We're going to take a little detour because I noticed the kid had a Tatina's pizza and he had microwaved it. Because I could tell when he took it out, it was on one of those boxes with like the flap over top. And then it's got that like silver sort of foil like thing, which it's not foil because that would go crazy in the microphone. But it's like, it looks like foil on the box. And that's how you cook those in the microwave. Well, I mentioned last week I go to the spa. And I told you guys before, sometimes in California, you know, uh, three miles could take you two hours. So I had gone to get this massage and it was so nice, but you know, I don't like to eat. If I know I'm getting a massage, I'm not going to eat that day because, you know, I'm just, I don't want to have to like fart on the table. Excuse my language, but you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to be on the table getting, uh, you know, my hooves massaged. 
you know, someone's on my legs and then suddenly a gas comes out and it's a natural thing with the body. But I do think that it's important uh, to not eat as much that day or maybe just have like a light, some wet lettuce. You know what I mean? That's the one day a year, or the one time in my life that I will have a meal that's just wet lettuce because I don't want to be on that massage table just letting it rip. In the words of DeAnderson Simmons' mom, D. Simmons, I don't want to let it rip, you know? So I don't eat much more than my lettuce. And uh, so that day, I go to get this massage. And it was later in the e- It was like late. You know, it was after the work day. It was a, a late uh, treatment. So I hadn't eaten. So I get out. And unfortunately, there was traffic. So I'm stuck in traffic. And I'm calling my boyfriend. I'm like furiously texting him, like, order pizza, make a pizza, uh, whatever. I just, I think I texted him, like, pizza. You know, and I was just like, hopefully he'll know what that means. You know, he's been with me long enough that when I text Matt pizza, he should know that means like somehow, I don't know, SOS a pizza. Just have a pizza. We have some in the freezer. We got the frozen ones. You know, I don't mean to be too demanding, but you know, sometimes you just need your significant other to have a pizza ready and don't care how they do it. So I texted that like while I'm on the road, but I don't text and drive. So it was like, right as I was getting in the car, I texted pizza and then I just assumed he would know. So then I get home, you guys, and there's no pizza. And I was hangry. I was hangry. And I I certainly wasn't interested in taking that on Matt, but I did sort of have that swirl of emotions that you get when you're hangry and you just want some food in you. And what I should have done was gone to the cupboard and had like some Ritz crackers or a granola bar or something, you know, quick to satisfy me and then worried about like the meal. Do you get what I mean? But instead, I'm looking at the frozen pizzas and the oven at this point is not preheated. We have a couple frozen pizzas. We had a Luminati's one, a Giordano's one. We got the deep dish ones frozen. Nothing I love better than a Giordano's pizza, you guys, from Chicago. Uh, but we had them in the freezer. But those take a while. You got to first put them in the microwave for like 10 minutes, and then you have to put them in the oven. And I was thinking stupidly in my head. I, I'm embarrassed to even say this. I know I'm Italian. I'm embarrassed to even tell you guys. But I thought maybe we could cook one of the thinner crust ones in the microwave. However, it wasn't one that had one of those boxes like our cell's son had. And you guys, I just am here to tell you that pizzas don't cook that way. Maybe you knew that, maybe you didn't. But uh, pizzas, you got to have one of those foil boxes in the microwave, otherwise they don't cook. So ultimately, I put the pizza in the microwave and it came out looking like, I don't know, did you guys see Bethany Frankel? She posted an Instagram where she's got new skinny girl pizza. And a pizza doesn't really hold shape in the Instagram photo, at least. I don't know how it is in person in real life, but in the Instagram photo, it's not holding shape. And that's basically how my microwave pizza turned out from frozen. And so it was inedible. It ended up just pushing back my meal even more. Um, and I thought, you know what? I need to get for the freezer those Totinos like uh, Garcelle's son. Maybe it wasn't Totinos. But it was just something with the foil thing that you put in the thing to cook a little quicker for those emergency scenarios, because I was up a crick without a paddle that day, you know, hangry as all can be. I had just had a massage, so I just wanted food in me and uh, couldn't get it, just delayed my meal even longer. So that's a cautionary tale to all of you out there. Cautionary tale, you know, have some things in the fridge that you could just grab and go. You know, then anyway, what were we talking about? Oh, cut to Rinna and Erica. Erica apparently got a new Range Rover. What? How did this happen? How did she get a Range Rover when they're uh, dealing with all this lawsuit stuff? I need to know what's going on. Do the lawyers know about it? Does Tommy Two-Tones know she got the new Range Rover? 
Did production think it was okay that she got the new Range Rover? Will this appear in the court documents that she has to turn over this week uh, regarding her financial situation? We need to know. We need answers. We need answers. Let's take a quick break here, and then we'll come back with more on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. All right, I'm sure a lot of you out there can relate because every time there's a commercial break and I'm watching one of my shows, I'm always hopping on the Redfin app or website because I just want to check out real estate listings. Like, I love checking out real estate listings, even for the houses that I cannot afford. It's my favorite app to use Redfin. Uh, I just got a home, of course, but it was a pretty stressful process. And if I would have known how easy Redfin was, I think it would have helped out a lot. Redfin updates their listings every two minutes and sends you personalized recommendations. So finding the home that's perfect for you has never been easier. See something you like? Well, book a tour straight from the app. And when you're ready to buy, an experienced local Redfin agent can guide you through the whole process, making it so easy. And if you're looking to sell, Redfin agents know how to get you the best price possible for your home. That's because they sell twice as many homes as other agents with a listing fee as low as 1%. Redfin's fees are half of what others often charge, which means you'll have more money to put towards your next home. Now, that's a great thing. I love using Redfin. I love checking out. If you're buying or selling a home and you need some help with that, check out Redfin. Download the Redfin app to get started. Apparently, though, there's rumors in the press that she uh, was, uh, Tom is with some other woman. And then there's rumors Erica is with Gleb, the Dancing with the Stars guy, and Scooter Braun. She says they're lies. But Rena brings up that, you know, her daughter is in the press right now, too, Amelia is in their link to Scott Disick. Now, he's 37 and she's 19, and I think that's not okay. I mean, I'm not into that. I'm not interested. I don't think that's appropriate. Neither do the other women either, by the way. But Rena does say it's good that the press isn't talking about the eating disorder. She says this is a new label. Um, what? What? I didn't understand that. that. I didn't understand that, you guys. What was that about? I didn't understand Rena saying, well, I mean, at least this is a different kind of label. And it's like, well, this isn't a good label either. I mean, I thought it was brave of Amelia to open up about her eating issues on camera. Um, so if anything, I think that would be a better label to have that she bravely opened up about her eating issues rather than the fact that she's dating this 37-year-old man with three kids who we've seen on TV as Lord Disick. I don't know. That's me. Maybe I, am I missing something? Am I missing something? They go into the Xmas shop, though, this Christmas shop. And that's when Erica says, I can't compete. I I can't do my Erica Jane. I don't have it. I can't compete with my new little home, she says, in regards to competing for Christmas. But again, it's got a shoe palace. I can't even imagine the victims watching the show and having to see Erica Jane buy a bunch of new Christmas merch. And by the way, that didn't look like cheap Christmas merch. When I go Christmas holiday shopping, I go into Home Goods for a deal. At TJ Maxx, I go to the home section. I'm not going. This was like an expensive shop in Beverly Hills. I'm thinking, you guys need to head on over to the Valley and head into a home goods, get one of the on-sale gnomes for Christmas time. Not uh, wherever they were, because I imagine those price tags were jacked through the roof. Erica was holding some like ceramic tree, and I thought that's got to be upwards of $35, $40 a min. Minimum. Minimum. Obviously, I think it's probably much more than might be $75, $80. You know, I don't know. I didn't get a good look at it. But at Home Goods, that would be $7.99. Okay. And so that's where she needs to be shopping because I can't imagine the victims 
of Tommy Two Tones and Bamboozle Jane watching this program and having to see her with the new Range Rover buying $80 pieces of ceramic trees for her, what she calls very little home, which I would remind you, I think has three bedrooms or it has a few bedrooms, one of which was converted into a shoe palace. So just want to, maybe the optics of that aren't great. Uh, Rinna reveals though that she's not seeing Lois for Christmas. You know, this Christmas was rough. A lot of us didn't see our families. But what I really want to point out is that when I was taking notes, I forgot how to spell Lois. Do you ever have one of those moments? Of course I know how to spell Lois, but I had one of those moments where it was like a solid five minutes where I was thinking like, how the fuck do I spell Lois? Now, I'd just like to remind you all that I'm a writer. I've ghostwritten two books and (laughs) yet I couldn't remember how to spell Lois. It was like one of those brain fart moments that I seriously sat there and I couldn't even get on to the next scene because I'm thinking like, how the fuck do you spell Lois again? I know it's L-O-I-S, but I, my brain couldn't find that information. And I thought, you know, we might need to work on, we might have to figure something out there. I'm not sure. We might need to talk to somebody about that. But uh, in the moment, I didn't know how to spell Lois. And so that's on me. Then we cut to Kyle. Mauricio's cooking dinner. I'm loving Mauricio. Every minute he's on screen more and more, he's cooking steaks on the grill. Uh, he's a stoner all the time. I mean, he just seems like a great man. He's handsome. Love him. Uh, Portia, though, I want to say, has a flair for the dramatics because when they surprised Portia with Sophia coming home, uh, Portia really was losing it. And it reminded me very much of Kyle. And, the, and, you know, I'm thinking, let's get Portia on screen in a scripted series because Portia was really seemingly had a flair. She kept saying, I can't breathe. Ah! Like she was losing it. She couldn't hug Sophia either, which made me sad. But those two, those girls love each other. They love each other. Then we cut to a quick interstitial scene, which was just Dorit looking at a new portrait of herself. And she's like, it's incredible. She just kept saying like, Wow. Like she was so impressed by this portrait that she got. And she admits that it's a little narcissistic, but she's like, what the fuck else am I supposed to do with that? Which I understood. And that's what I kind of want from Dorit. I kind of want that. I get that out of Dorit, you know? Like let's, let's lean into that. Uh, then Crystal's getting ready. They're going to do like this night at Kyle's or, or Kyle had set up at a place called the Huntley. And, uh, Crystal says she's not good at uh, styling herself, but Rob's got a great stylist who does all of her confessionals. And I do think Crystal's st- style is fantastic. I really think it's great. So whoever the stylist is, I don't know, can we give him a raise or something? Like send him a gift basket? Because they're doing a good job. Kathy arrives, though, and they're riding together to this event, Kathy and Crystal. And while Crystal's talking, Kathy's just filing her nails, you guys. And I missed her this whole episode because she didn't show up until... I don't know, upwards of two-thirds of the way in. Um, But she also said she's tempted to get the long nails. And I think she meant the long nails like uh, the Kardashians, like Chloe, and you know how they all have those long nails. I mean, a lot of people have them, but I always just have a visual in my head from that show of those nails, like thinking, like, how do they operate things with them? Um, But she's thinking about it. And I just love Kathy. I love her. Sutton's going to this event wearing a giant bow, and it really looked like, this is an obscure reference, but if any of you have seen Donnie Darko, it sort of looked like the evil bunny that Jake Gyllenhaal sees in Donnie Darko. Like, that's what Sutton was dressed as. And uh, if you're not aware of what I'm talking about, go Google it. Just Google Donnie Darko bunny, and you'll know that that's what Sutton was dressed as. And I know it wasn't Halloween, but it would have been a perfect Halloween costume. And I would just love for Sutton to show up at a Halloween party in Beverly Hills, 
you know, all the other women would be dressed in flapper costumes and Sutton could be like, yeah, I'm dressed as the evil bunny from Donnie Darko. And no one would know what she was talking about, but I would love it. Cause that's what she was. Go look it up. Uh, and then Kyle and Sutton are driving together and they talk about the crystal fight. Uh, Kyle says, uh, haven't you seen Crystal's sense of humor yet? And Sutton says, no, but I've seen her tits. And you guys, that was funny. That made me laugh. It, to me, that was a little bit of a, I liked it. I liked it. Then we get to the Huntley and Dorit shows up in so many labels. Garcelle points out that her outfits always scream because she's always wearing the out, uh, the labels on the outside. And it is sort of a lot, but it's also what I like out of Dorit. So I don't know where I stand on that, honestly. Kyle they uh, goes up to the little buffet table, and she drops a piece of bread, and it made me laugh. Kyle just slid it under the table. She slid it right under. She's like, oh, we'll take care of that. And then Kath just took her foot <laughs> and swept it under the table. I love her. I love every week, I think. I'm not going to love Kathy as much as I did last week. And then the episode comes, and I love her even more. How does that happen? It is just, she's everything to me. Absolutely everything to me. Then they talk about the Scott Disick with the with the three kids. And Kyle says, it's too old. And he has three kids. And Rin is like, I know. I know. It's very Monica from Friends. Kath, though, Kathy says it could be worse. You know, Kathy's been around the block a time or two. She's got the two kids who've been in the public eye, who've dated all sorts of people. So Kathy gives some a uh, word of wisdom. She says, uh, you know, it could be worse. It could be worse. Uh, but uh, Dorit uh, does say she was like in the bathroom or something. You know, Dorit was taking a number two, but <laughs> excuse me. She wasn't actually taking a number two, you guys. But sometimes I like to say that because I have a three-year-old sense of humor. You know, I can't help myself. I can't help it. Anyway, so Dorit got back from her dump and she's like, what are you guys talking about? And uh, Rena says, oh, my daughter's dating Scott Disick. And Dorit says, mazel tov? Like, she's wondering, do I, do I celebrate that or are we mad about it? And then Kathy says, isn't that Merry Christmas? So now the producers in Kathy's confessional, they do, uh, they do latch onto this moment because those brilliant people, you know, I, I know I shaded them earlier about that whole thing with the memorial with the pets. However, I do just want to celebrate them now because they are brilliant people. And so in the confessional, they say to Kathy, they say, uh, so what does Mazel Tov mean? And Kathy thinks it means Merry Christmas. And you guys, this was a whole like who's on first bit to me. Like it was better than who's on first. You know, that infamous comedy routine that the happened, Abbott and Costello from years and years ago. This was better to me. Kathy and Dorit just saying Mazel Tov, Merry Christmas to each other. I thought like this is better than anything I've ever seen. And so again, I celebrate those Bravo producers, the editors, the, uh, the people on the front lines with these shows because they really latched onto that. And a lesser producer or editor might not have. They might not have known what to do with that moment, but they did. And so, again, we celebrate them, the brilliant, beautiful, bravo editors and producers. We love you all. Everyone on the the behind-the-scenes team, we love you. We love you here at Everything Iconic. And I'm sorry if I'm ever shady to you. You know, I don't mean it. I mean, I mean it in the moment, but then I get over it in like two seconds. <laughs> and then I love you again, because you're the best. You're the best in the biz. Um, anyway, so then Garcelle talks about her son, Oliver, you know, and how he had dated someone of a different age. And they're all just sort of relating these experiences of dating older, younger. Uh, Rinna's husband, Harry Hamlin, had dated Ursula, who was much older. Obviously, Erica Jane um, dated that other man that's uh, in it with the court system. 
And, uh, you know, so Rena thinks it's just going to go away. She thinks it's going to go away. Kyle says that Mauricio's grandmother didn't even acknowledge her for a while. She had to write her a letter. Had to write her a letter. A letter. Wrote her a letter. And then they got along. Uh, Garcelle, meanwhile, though, speaking of dating, she's got three boyfriends from Bumble. And uh, here's the thing I want to point out about this. Right when she said that, Rena's like, ah! And I don't know if you guys have known this, but Rena, this whole season, there hasn't been a lot happening in, on the Rena's. And, you know, she's talking about the dating of Scott Disick situation. But in terms of, like, Rena's herself, there's not a lot going on. However, every scene lately, I'm noticing that she's doing a lot of, like, Kathy Ack work. So it's every time anyone says something in a scene, we just hear Rena going like, ah! <laughs> Has anyone noticed that? I'm sorry to scream in your ears. I know you're probably upset that I just did that, but I feel like every time we cut to Rena, somebody says the most innocuous thing. Somebody could say Merry Christmas to her and she'd be like, ah, ha, ha, ah, ah. <laughs> like, I feel like what is happening over there? Is it a thing to just like have a lot of energy on camera? Or like, is anyone else paying attention to that? Maybe I'm just noticing it for the first time, but I swear. Anyone's, Garcelle's like, yeah, I'm dating on Bumble. Rena's like, ah, ha, ha. <laughs> like cool it it's a lot it's a lot you know and Rena brings a lot to these shows you know she stirs the pot for us but uh it's just something i'm noticing a lot of kathy ack work uh erica does reveal though that when she's dating she needs to see a man's financials before dating him and i thought maybe shouldn't have said that on camera erica jane <laughs> i'm not your legal counsel but my advice would be maybe don't say that you need the man with uh, their financials beforehand, because then it's going to lead us all to believe that you need Tom Girardi's financials. Because if that's what you look for in a man, I don't know. Am I reading that wrong? Maybe I'm misunderstanding. Uh, but I don't know. Uh, so then we talk about this Sutton Crystal thing. Kathy calls Sutton a peeping Tamisha or Tomasina or something. I didn't understand what. I really took me like about solid five minutes to know what they were talking about. I know we we talked about how Kathy sort of does that code talking where she just you know, says one word and we're all supposed to know what the whole sentence is, which I appreciate out of her. But this was a situation where it was like five minutes and I'm like, what the fuck is the Thomasina? And then I realized she was trying to like, uh, regender peeping Tom to Sutton. And then they talk about this world word violate violation. And they put the definition on screen. No one seems to understand what the definition of violate, uh, uh, violate is, um, they're giving like a bunch of definitions, but Crystal's not apologizing for it. She says that's the word, and she's like, it doesn't have anything to do with anything sexual. And they keep showing us that flashback of Sutton walking in the room, and I know everyone feels differently. We've already talked about this ad nauseum uh, about the situation, but what was fascinating to me is that they showed a flashback of – so Sutton says, oh, Kathy walked into my room, and I didn't think it was a violation. And then they showed a flashback of Kathy with the big-ass fan – just in that Tahoe trip, just walking in with the big ass fan. And Sutton, we hear her on screen say, like, I'm naked. And Kathy's like, whatever. <laughs> oh, it made me laugh. Kathy with that big ass fan. God love her. God love her. Uh, Garcelle, though, sticks up for Sutton and says, it wasn't intentional. Like, violate, Garcelle says, uh, it leads us to believe that there was intention for Sutton. And she doesn't believe there was. Dorit just wants to move on, but she does also stick up for Sutton. And look, the thing that Crystal is holding on to is that she feel violated with that saying that Sutton did when she walked in the room, when Sutton said, I don't know what's going on. 
Um, and I, I believe that was Sutton just being awkward, like not knowing what to say, just sort of saying anything. But I know other people feel differently, and Crystal obviously feels differently, and she feels the way she feels about it. Uh, but they start to get into it. Sutton says, you don't want to get me angry. Then uh, Sutton says, she's defending herself. She's like, it's not like I walked in there and I was like, oh, oh, oh here's my glasses, uh, Mr. Poppins. She says something about Mr. Poppins and everyone. I was so glad they called this up because everyone's like, who the fuck is Mr. Poppins? Who the fuck is Mr. Poppins? Garcelle says, did Mary Poppins have a man and I don't? You know, it was just so funny. Like, who was Mr. And then what was Sutton was like miming like a, a monocle and a top hat and like a, I mean, what was going, Sutton doing? Like, I didn't understand that impression, but I wanted more of it. I definitely wanted to know more about this Mr. Poppins. This is like a character that Sutton created. Like, who's this Mr. Poppins? That's what we need to get into. We need to get into who the fuck is Mr. Poppins. Uh, look, anyway, Garce- Dorit does point out that Crystal's story changed a little bit because the first time that Crystal said this, we saw a flashback. They were in a car and Crystal said it was creepy what Sutton did. And that was something that I noticed in the flashback of Sutton, of Crystal saying it was, it was creepy. It was creepy. Uh, but the point is, Kathy, she just wants to bring everyone together. You know, she said she was scared about that trip. She said, but you know, I got over it. I knew my sister was going to be there. She says, I knew Lisa was going to be there. It make me comfortable. And then she says, and my English girl was going to be there because you guys, I don't think Kathy knows Dorit's name. Earlier in the season, she called her Dorit. And to be honest with you, I don't think Kathy even knows Dorit's name. I think that time she called her Dorit, a producer was like in her ear and was like, that's Dorit. And Kathy just heard Dorit. But I honestly do not believe that Kathy knows Dorit's name. And that's a beautiful thing. If nothing else, we need to keep Dorit around. You know, I know Dorit's not really bringing much this season, but I need her around just so that Kathy can forget her name. Because it's everything to me. Everything to me. She doesn't know. And then uh, Dorit's like, I'm not, en- I'm not English. And Erica's like, she's from Connecticut. And Kathy's just like, whatever. Like, Kathy doesn't care. She's not going to take the time to learn Dorit's name. She's not interested. She's got things to do, people to see. She's busy. And so I just love her. Love her, love her, love her. Uh, we end the episode with Sutton say it's going to take a while for her to get over the word violated. Crystal refuses to give up that word. And then we end the episode next week, though. It looks like it continues because we get to that scene of Sutton saying something about the ugly leather pants of Crystal's. That looks good to me. I, uh, I'm i super excited for next week. I can't wait to see that whole leather pants conversation. Also, Erica playing tennis looks really fun to me. Rena throws a dinner party. Uh, we got ourselves a season so far. I'm liking it. I'm liking it. So, you guys, that's this week's episode of Everything Iconic. Again, we won't have new episodes on the main feed next week. But if you subscribe to the Everything Iconic Patreon, which uh, you can do by going to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Everything Iconic, and donate $4 or more per month, you get access to the one bonus episode I do a month recapping Sex in the City. So thank you to all of you who are over there. And uh, I also want to say, please find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino. We have Everything Iconic merch available at everythingiconic.store. I hope you all have a wonderful July 4th holiday uh, and have some time to relax and 
All of the good stuff. All of the good stuff. And then what else? Oh, I also want to mention on the show earlier this week, I did a recap of The Real Housewives of New York. And then I also had an interview with a guy named Billy West, who's an iconic voice actor. He voiced Bugs Bunny in Space Jam. He also voiced both Ren and Stimpy from Ren and Stimpy. He voiced Doug from Doug. The Red M&M from the M&M commercials. I mean, he's like a legend, a voice actor legend. Plus, he's on the autism spectrum, and he talks about how that has helped inform a lot of the character voices that he does. And I think it's a really fascinating interview. And he's truly a legend. I know he might not be a household name to a lot of you, but uh, in terms of uh, in in the animated world, you guys, he's like, he's a big deal. So it was such a delight for me to talk to him because you guys know how much I love the Looney Tunes. I'm an animator. You guys, Looney Tunes, Darkwing Duck, to me, those are the two, like Darkwing Duck was a Disney property, but to me, those two were everything to me as a kid. And so getting to talk to the guy who did Bugs Bunny um, in Space Jam was just everything to me. Sometimes I pinch myself with the show that I get to talk to some of these people because it's, uh, you know, I dreamed of it as, as a kid. So I'm so thankful to all of you for listening. And uh, I just, uh, yeah, I pinch myself. I love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories. So much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y.com. Anyway, I want to end this uh, week's episode with doing uh, one of our meditation cards, just something to remind yourself as you go forward for your holiday, a weekend and week. So just remind yourself, I am transformed. Say to yourself, I see the beauty of change. Everything I've been through transformed me into who I am today. I am so much braver. I am so much more caring. I am so much more emotionally intelligent. I am so much more open. I will continue changing and improving. I will continue changing and improving. I am transformed. So remind yourself, all the struggles we go through, they they do inform who we are going forward. And, you know, just take some deep breaths in and out this week. Know that I love you and I'm sending all my love your way. I know these are cheesy little cooldowns we do at the end. I always say they're cheesy because people who are new listeners to the show don't understand them, that we've been doing them forever. Uh, but it's always important to take a little moment to to have a moment with ourselves. Anyway, love you so much. Okay, bye.
Everything Iconic is brought to you by Acast. Go to acast.com slash everything iconic for all episodes of Everything Iconic.